0: If you want to transform your body, mind, and spirit, then you are right where you need to be. Welcome to the podcast, the official podcast of Pullman Fitness, hosted by your coach, Adam Pullman. Welcome to episode 485 of the podcast. If the sound is a little different, uh, it's because this episode is coming from the new house, and I haven't quite... uh, figured out the audio yet. So bear with me as I get that figured out. Uh, Definitely welcome feedback on that because y'all might be hearing something different than I am as I'm speaking into uh, the mic. But anyway, welcome to episode 485, right? Is that what I said? Episode 485? Yep, that's correct. This is the show where all of your health, fitness, and nutrition questions are answered. So some episodes are done Q&A style with questions coming in from Instagram. Some episodes, I will bring a topic to the table. But regardless, the idea is that you are walking away with uh, more information and takeaways on how you can implement that information uh, to improve your health and help you transform your body, mind, and spirit. All right. So What we are talking about today is movement, walking, getting steps in and how we can do that. We're also going to be going through what healthy means and what that looks like and what foods you can be eating or maybe shouldn't be eating if you want to be, uh, quote unquote healthy. So if you have a question that you want to submit to the show to get answered, uh, you can do that on Instagram. My handle is Adam underscore. No, it's not. It's Adam Pullman underscore PT. And, uh, On every single Sunday, you will see a question box in my story that says, ask me anything. That is your green light to submit as many health, fitness, and nutrition questions uh, as you would like. And some of those questions will be answered here on the show. So make sure you go ahead and do that on Sundays if you have a question that you would like to have answered in detail. Now, if you have not yet please leave a rating and review of the show. It used to be, to my knowledge, that you could only do that on Apple Podcasts, but I'm pretty sure you can do that on Spotify now. Um, I see some rating options on there. Uh, How to do that, I'm not exactly sure yet, but we will figure it out. Oh, I just figured it out. So if you are are, are listening to this on Spotify, you just go to the main page of the show, and you'll hit those three dots next to uh, that follow button there. Uh, it'll say follow, rate, show, and share. So you'll just go ahead and go there and rate the show. Um, ratings and reviews really help the show a ton, help uh, the information reach more people uh, and can make an actual like impact on the health of, of our society and even the people in your circle, all right? So make sure you go ahead and do that if you have not done that yet. Now, if you are here for the first time or you're here for the 100th time and you haven't tapped into some of the other free resources that I have outside of this show, this is your invite to do so, right? So we have uh, some guides on muscle building, fat loss, transforming your body, improving your diet, um, almost everything under the sun at this point, so many free resources. So if you want to go ahead and get access to those free resources, it's pretty it's pretty straightforward. Just go ahead and go to uh, PullmanFitness.com slash free, and you can get any of those resources there, or you can just shoot me a, a DM on Instagram that says uh, free. And I will go ahead and send you the link to those resources so you can download uh, as many as you would like to uh, at least get, you know, moving in the right direction uh, towards your goals. All right. So with that said, let's go ahead and jump into the remainder of the show and get some questions answered. All right, this question is from Instagram, and it is from, uh-oh, I, uh, when I took the screenshot, I cut off the username, so I don't know who this is from, but you will know who it's from if you are the person uh, that submitted this question. Anyway, uh, my dog is snoring in the background, don't mind him. Do you think walking pads uh, for desk work are a good option for getting steps in? Absolutely. Absolutely. Here's getting steps and getting movement. Believe it or not, is one of the biggest things that I get pushback pushback on uh, in terms of the content that I put out on uh, social media. Uh, two big things: movement and intermittent fasting. <laughs> everybody wants to know if intermittent fasting actually works, uh, and everybody gets upset when they are asked to get more movement in. Okay, but here's the reality: we have, and this is both good and bad. We have shaped our world our environment in such a way uh, to where we we really don't need to do anything, or I should say we need to do very little physically to get the things that we need uh, in terms of food and also get things done in terms of work. I mean, look, we can we can spend a whole day working, we can order food from our phone to our door while we're working and then eat that on the couch while we're sitting, like all we do, if you really, really think about it, all we do is sit. Let's start from the beginning of the day. We're laying in bed, we wake up. We'll take a few steps to get our, our uh, get ready for the day, get our clothes on, brush our teeth, so on and so forth. And then we go in the car where we are sitting. We walk from the parking spot to the office or we'll go from the, the bathroom or the kitchen to the office in our home and we sit. And we do that for six to maybe even 10 hours a day with some little breaks here and there to go to the restroom, go to your car. If you're going to go get lunch, so on and so forth, you come, you, you drive home, you're sitting there, you come home, you have dinner, you're sitting. After dinner's done, maybe you play with the kids, put them to bed, whatever that looks like, then you're sitting on the couch. A large majority of your day, probably 90%, if not more of your day is sitting. But people think they're moving more because they are mentally exhausted from the day. The brain uses a really good chunk of energy, right? And our mental energy, when that is drained, we feel physically fatigued, even though our body is actually fresh and ready to go. We feel tired. So some people really get upset at the thought of getting more movement in because it's like, well, I'm already tired and I'm, I'm trust me, I'm getting plenty of movement in. No, you're not. Wear a wearable, wear a watch, track your steps. You're not getting that much movement in. Um, A large majority of my clients, when they first start coming to me, and I should say desk workers, when they first start working with me, we are fighting to get 6,000, 7,000 steps in a day. 8,000 steps is like, holy smokes, I'm going out of my way to walk. But in an environment where we might need to hunt or gather or even move and have a physical job, even in modern society, 8,000 steps is absolutely nothing. So we're just used to having things set up to where we literally don't need to move to get anything done or to get the basic things that we need on a day-to-day basis. So anytime we do have to move, we freak out, right? So what do we do to combat this environment that we've created? We have to make things more inefficient or we have to move while we're doing the efficient things that we can do, like send emails, communicate, do webcam calls, whatever it might be. And that might look like getting a, uh, a walking pad, that you use while you're working. And people say, oh, this sounds crazy. This sounds silly. That one person's always on the Zoom call walking. It's like, well, actually what's crazier is the fact that we are just sitting all day long and not moving. We're just so used to seeing it that someone who is uh, walking while they're working seems ridiculous. Just like the person who tries to eat healthy all the time seems ridiculous because we're just used to everybody uh, eating like garbage all the time or if we, you know, get that body composition test back and we see that we're in the obese category, but we're so used to seeing 300 pound people that we don't believe we're actually obese when in reality we are, right? So we, that's, that's what happens there. Anyway, I'm rambling. Yes, a walking pad is a great option, okay? But we don't wanna think about just the walking pad. We wanna think about the day overall. How do we make it more active? Does that mean we schedule walks in? Does that mean that we are uh, drinking more water so we get up to go to the bathroom more often? Does that mean we're always trying to ride our bike to work unless it rains? We wanna create some good if-then scenarios, right? I always ride my bike to work, but if it rains, then I will drive. I'm always working on my walking pad, but if something comes up to where I, I can't be walking and doing something else at the same time, then I'll sit. We want to make lifestyle change, not just little things that we try to do here and there. Like, oh, I'll just try to take an extra flight of stairs. We wanna make it something that's more consistent and repetitive in your life, that you are drastically changing. It is a lifestyle change. So yes, you should absolutely get get a walking pad if you can't go outside or leave your desk often. If you find yourself glued to your desk on a very regular basis, and it is very difficult for you to leave because of the way your job is. A walking pad is going to be the best option. Is it necessary? No. You can absolutely leave, go on a walk, get scheduled walks in, and still sit down and do your job. Um, and that's fine, right? We just want to look at step count and making the day more active and honestly just sitting less. That's what we're trying to do is sit less. There's even some research done on on people who just sit and stand. There's a decent difference in calorie expenditure uh, in those who between those who stand and those who sit, obviously favoring those who stand. So if you're able to walk and move more, that's even better, right? So we should absolutely get a walking pad in. Obviously, um, outside of, we want to consider this too, and I probably should have started with this, but we want to consider that uh, of all the calories that we burn throughout the day, the largest majority comes from our uh, basal metabolic rate, the amount of calories that we burn at rest. So if we just woke up, laid there, stayed there, about a good 60 to 70% of the calories that we burn throughout the day just happens as, you know, just laying there, keeping our body alive, functioning. So that part's taken care of. That's fantastic, right? The next biggest chunk is going to be neat, non-exercise activity thermogenesis, which is just a silly, stupid, fancy term for the movement that we have that's not formal exercise, which is you walking, you doing the chores, you doing laundry, me fidgeting with my hands as I'm talking into the microphone, stuff like that. That's neat. That can be anywhere from like, 10 to 30% of the calories that you burn throughout the day. That's a big chunk. Then after that is your thermic effect of food. That's like 10 to 15%. And then after that is your exercise from your workouts, which is like 5 to 10%. So we don't want to focus on adding more workouts. That's not a bad thing by any means. But so many people just keep their lives just as sedentary, sedentary as they've always been and then do one extra workout a week and think that should do wonders for fat loss when in reality they're just doing one more workout, which is only 5% of the calories that they're burning throughout the day let's keep the workouts the same and just make the lifestyle more active. That is going to be the biggest contributing factor to fat loss. Aside from your nutrition is just getting more activity in. So that's why I always have my clients focus on steps. Obviously they're trying to get their strength training sessions in because that's great for body composition, great for strength, great for muscle development, bone density. But aside from that, I'm not saying, Hey, let's go to the bike. Let's do the bike more. Let's uh, do more cardio sessions. No, no. Let's just get more steps in. They always have a step goal. So, if you're not doing that, you absolutely should. Next question is from Blake.Monker. And the question is Can I eat popcorn every day and still be healthy? This is a great, great, great question. So, one of the things that we tend to do is look at a single food and say, Okay, can an individual be healthy? Can a diet be healthy um, if this food is included? There, there are a lot of different facets or a lot of different things to uh, to consider with this frankly. One, we don't want to just look at um, one single food. When we're talking about the quality of a diet, we want to look at the the overall diet, the diet as a whole right So we don't want to look at an Oreo and say ooh, that person eats unhealthy because they eat the Oreo when they're when the other, you know, 99% of what they're consuming is whole foods and they're meeting all their nutrient goals. But if that person is consuming 50% Oreos, that's probably an issue. 50% of their calories coming from Oreos. But again, it's not the Oreo, it's the overall diet. If that difference makes sense, if I'm articulating that well, that's what we want to focus on is the overall quality of the diet. The second thing that we want to talk about and address here is his health. Aslan is snoring like crazy, is health. Like, what does health mean? What does that look like, right? Health is a consideration of many different uh, markers of an individual, right? Um, so imagine, <clears throat> imagine you have, um, just imagine this, this picture where you have health at the top, okay? Um, or health in the middle, I should say. And then you have all these different things circling around it. And imagine they're all lines pointing to health, okay? So that's what you kind of want to imagine is all these different things contribute to health, such as like blood pressure, maybe insulin sensitivity, longevity, body composition, blood markers, all that stuff, right? So someone, for example, can have, um, you know, let's say great blood pressure, Uh, but let's say their longevity sucks, right? That would change the way we look at their overall health. We don't want to look at just one single thing, like say, Oh, they have great body composition. Therefore they're healthy because they could have an autoimmune disease and they're slowly dying or something. Right. We want to look at all these different things combined, kind of like the diet thing, look at all the different foods combined and say, what is the health of the individual? So with that said, popcorn, is not inherently unhealthy. It's actually a, a great snack to have here and there. It uh, has a decent amount of fiber. Um, so I think popcorn is, is a great thing that you should incorporate into your diet if you enjoy it. I'm not the biggest popcorn fan. I don't dislike it, but like I'd rather choose a million other snacks, but that's just my personal preference. Um, anyway, so we don't want to look at popcorn and say healthy, unhealthy. We want to look at how can we include popcorn in an overall healthy diet. We don't want to look at popcorn and say, this is going to positively or negatively contribute to a person's health when all these different factors Um, contribute to uh, their, their overall health. Okay. So that's what we want to consider. Long story short, yes, you can absolutely eat popcorn every day and still be healthy. There was a stint where I was having ice cream every single day and everything was looking great. Blood markers were looking solid. uh, Blood pressure is great. Body composition was good. Uh, I definitely didn't have any, you know, excess body fat in terms of being, you know, overweight. I was actually the leanest I'd been in my whole entire life. Uh, So we don't want to look at that one thing at that one ice cream serving each day and say, "Oop, unhealthy because the other, you know, however many calories I was consuming, I was pursuing whole natural foods. So yes, you can absolutely eat one food like popcorn or ice cream or candy or waffles or syrup or French fries or burgers, whatever, and still be healthy and still have a healthy diet. We just need to look at the diet um, as a whole. So hopefully that clarifies some things for you. Again, look at improving the diet. Here are some things that you can focus on when it comes to improving the quality of the diet. Uh, From a general perspective, look at it from a Whole Foods, from Whole Foods, right? And I mean Whole Foods being not the grocery store, but the things that either came from something that had a face or came from the ground and had very little happen in between that state and being on your plate, right? So for example, um, I'll try to think of two different things. Okay, so uh, a potato, a whole potato baked potato right that pretty much just came from the ground was packaged and then now it's on your plate versus chips right you had potatoes then they're sliced then they're fried seasoned or seasoned fried i don't know how they do it in the package down your plate there's more processing involved there to make it more palatable they're not as satiating there's a very big difference between chips and a baked potato even though they're both potatoes if that makes sense right so Look at your diet and say, okay, can I, is there room for me to include more whole foods? If so, add more. That's the second thing you want to focus on adding, not taking away. So whatever is lacking, add more. Don't take away what you think is bad that's in abundance. So let's say for example, um, you have chips every single meal of the day, but you also notice that you haven't, you don't have any veggies instead of thinking, okay, I'm just going to take away all the chips, focus on adding more veggies, what will happen over time? is the stuff that is not contributing to your, quali- your, your quality of, of health uh, will kind of find its way out and your diet will get better. But if you just focus on taking away, you're going to kind of create this restrict binge mentality. You're going to create this, I can, I can't have mentality with food. And that never ends well for people, like literally never ends well for people. So you want to focus on, um, on adding. So adding more whole foods. Uh, fiber is another one that you can really, really focus on, uh, 14 grams per 1000 calories consumed for fiber, right? So if you're having, uh, you know, 1500 calories, uh, or so each day, you can focus on 18, 20 grams of fiber. If you're having, uh, let's say 2000 calories a day, 28 grams of of fiber, just again, using that general rule of 14 grams per 1000 calories consumed from whole foods is because we want to get insoluble and soluble fiber. And sometimes supplements only have one. We want to get both. So we want to be pursuing whole foods. That can be a massive, massive help because you're not going to be adding more chips to your diet, more Reese's, more candy, and more ice cream and get more fiber. You have to be adding more whole foods in to get those things in or to get the fiber in. And then protein. Obviously, a high-protein diet is going to be great for satiety, great for body composition, great for overall health. Generally, 0.6 to 1 gram, 0.7 to 1 gram of protein per pound of body weight. I like to use fat-free mass a lot more uh, simply because if you're someone who is uh, overweight or obese, you don't want to use your your whole body weight because you just don't need that much protein, right? If you're a 300-pound individual, you don't need 300 grams of protein. That's excessive. So you can use your fat-free mass, which you would get from a body composition test and do 1.1 to 1.4 grams of protein per pound of fat-free mass. And then just use 1.1 gram, grams uh, per pound of fat-free mass as a bare minimum. If you get more than that, fantastic. That's a bonus. But just think of that as a minimum. Those three things alone, or I guess four things, pursuing whole foods, adding things in, focusing on fiber, focusing on protein can make a a drastic difference in uh, an individual's diet. And frankly, I don't have my clients focus on anything more than that, unless there's something very, like, unless they're an individual that's extremely dialed in and they're at like 10% body fat as a guy and we're trying to get to five uh, and we really need to get a lot more, you know, dialed in specific with things and we might focus on a little bit more, but generally... For building muscle, losing body fat, changing your body composition, those things right there will make a massive difference, uh, not just to your body, but to your uh, overall health and the way that you feel too. So, anyway, long story short, that's what I would do. Hopefully, this is uh, helpful, has been enlightening to you in some way. If not, hopefully, it's just a really good reminder to make those improvements um, in your diet. So, if you know someone that uh, needs to hear this, send them here or share this episode. Uh, with them, or I guess by sharing this episode with them. Otherwise, spread the love, share this with your friends and family, uh, and let them know that this is where they can go to get all of their health and fitness questions answered. If you're still here, listen up. Here's the thing. You have access to all the health and fitness information in the world, yet you may still find yourself feeling absolutely fed up with the way that you look, feel, and move. That's because it's not an information issue but rather an implementation issue. What I do at Pullman Fitness is walk with you one-on-one through custom training and nutrition solutions so you can finally quit the guesswork, transform your body, and live life to the full. So if you're sick and tired of how you're looking, feeling, or moving, go ahead and message me on Instagram with the word call, that's C-A-L-L, call, and we'll see how I can best help you. And hey, if you enjoy the show, share the love by leaving a five-star rating and review and introducing the podcast to your friends and family. As always, thank you for listening. And until next time, this is the podcast.